thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. Do not overrate what you have received, nor envy others. He who envies others does not obtain peace of mind. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful for you, so thankful for your support that you listen to this podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to your life, as I know it has been a blessing to mine. I hope that you are enjoying Scattered Abroad and all of the content that we are pushing out. Well, there's a lot of a lot of big things in the, uh, in the future, a lot of big things to come, and we're just really excited and grateful for what we're going to be able to do with this platform. Obviously, all glory to God, because without Him, we would not be able to do the things that we do. Just as a reminder, and as always, please remember to rate and review this podcast if you have an opportunity on whatever platform it is that you use to listen. And also don't forget, check out our website, scatteredabroad.org. There you can find all our information. And if you can, head on down to the bottom of that website page and sign up for our email list. And there you're going to be able to receive all the information about the network and things that you otherwise might miss. If you've been listening for this entire season, you know that this theme for this specific season is this idea of transforming out of. And one of the reasons really why I chose this specific theme um, over different ideas or different things that we might could have ever talked about is because I think so oftentimes as Christians, maybe we maybe we begin to grow maybe a little bit too big for our britches, as some people might say. Um, I think that we tend to think that a lot of times we are maybe too good or maybe we're too far above um, these small, quote unquote, smaller things of life. And some of these topics and issues are things that you might think they're so elementary. So the, the, the things that we really just, why are we talking about things, these things? Why are they even relevant to us? And yet so often, these are the kind of things that we need to be reminded of more than anything else, aren't they? And so I've been really grateful for this opportunity um, for these first 10 or 11 episodes um, to kind of talk about some of these things that maybe we just tend to forget about. Maybe some of these things that um, we kind of tend to sweep up under the rug and just hope that maybe they'll go away because they are issues that are not that big of a deal. Um, but for the second half of this season, we're going to talk about some things that maybe we might call um, heavier topics, some things that maybe carry a little bit bigger um, earthly consequences that we might say. Um, however, they're all things that we need to constantly and continually be sharpening. They're all things that we need to continually be working on as we are transforming uh, every single day into the best that we can be for our almighty God in heaven. Now, I think as we begin this one, as we talk about, as you might have been able to figure out from the quote that I that I used at the very beginning of this episode, you might be able to figure out that we're going to be talking about this idea of envy. Now, I know a lot of people kind of, and I think I think everybody does this, we kind of look at the words jealous and jealousy and covet and covetousness and envy, and we kind of all wrap it up in the same, uh, kind of maybe in the same word, and we use them uh, with one another, uh, and we replace one another with the other. However, they really all do have different meanings. I, wa- I want to talk about these just kind of as we um, as we go here, just to define our terms to make sure we all know what it is that we're talking about. Now, we talk about the word jealousy, and jealousy, it is this this want, this desire, um, but it's something that's not necessarily acted upon. I could say that I want this person's truck, 
and it, I might be might be maybe jealous of him and having that truck because I would like to have that truck. But it, it's something that's not that big of a deal to me because it obviously doesn't matter that much. And so we kind of see jealousy as just wanting, maybe desiring something, but that's it. That that's all. That it doesn't go anywhere else. But then we talk about the word covet, and a covet. Coveting, covetousness, I think it's maybe a step up from jealousy. It is this this intense, this more wish-filled desire that may manifest itself in various actions. And those actions, they could be good, they could be bad, depending upon the object of that affection, the intentions of the one uh, in whom that desire is burning. Um, and so it could result in some in acting upon that desire. But then we get to this word, envy. And envy, I think about this, this attitude, this mindset of feeling displeasure or hatred, um, discontentment towards someone. Now, you and I know that we hear all day long about our attitudes, our minds, uh, the way that we view others uh, in this life. I think about John 13, uh, specifically verse 34. Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. I think about passages like First John 4, 19 through 21. We love him because he first loved us. I think about um, passages like Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, esteem others better than one another. Ephesians 4, 2 through 3, uh, all lowliness, gentleness, bearing with one another in love. Another passage, Leviticus, Leviticus 19 and verse 18, um, love your neighbor as yourself, so on and so forth. We read so much um, about our attitudes and our mindset. And a lot of it has to do with this idea of love. We must love others. But when we are loving others, can we be envious towards them? Should we be envious towards them? No, you can't love someone and be envious towards them at the same time. It doesn't work. You either are going to love them and want what's best for them, or you're going to envy them and despise them for the things that they might have in this life that you don't. Now, I think individuals really tend to envy or to have envy in their hearts really for one of two reasons. Number one, you envy because someone else has been put in a better situation or circumstance than you. Now, it may not be something that they have done. It may not be something that you have done or something that somebody else has done for them. It could just be that that's just how that that was just their hand of cards that they were dealt. That they have been put in a better situation or circumstance than you and you envy that because you wish that you were there instead of them. Or number 2, you envy other people because of your own choices. And where you have gotten yourself in life, you know, bad choices have bad consequences. And sometimes in life, we make those bad choices. And some people make more bad choices than other people. Um, and you envy other people sometimes because of your own choices and where it has gotten you. You know, I think about biblical examples of envy. And I specifically think about Rachel. Um, going back to Genesis chapter 29 and Rachel, how she envied um, her sister Leah. And I think that this is a great example of someone who was put in a better situation than herself, because if we think about it, it wasn't any of her own fault, was it? But that's just how the cookie crumbled. That's just the, the hand that she was dealt. I think back to Genesis chapter 29, and I'm going to begin reading here. I want, to, I want you to listen here in verse 32, talking about Leah and Rachel. Genesis 29, beginning of verse 32, the Bible says, So Leah conceived and bore a son. And she called his name Reuben, for she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction 
Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Verse 33, then she conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name shall be called Levi. And then verse 35, she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. And then she stopped bearing. So Leah is able to now have four sons, four children, four boys. Um, But I certainly think that any human person with any kind of emotion or empathy or sympathy um, would feel that way towards her sister, Rachel. Rachel is barren. Rachel is unable to have children. And yet here is her sister, Leah, who is able to have four boys. Genesis 30 and verse 1, Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Now keep in mind, Rachel and Leah uh, were both married to Jacob. And so you can obviously understand how there would be much tension, uh, much strife, much trial um, and tribulation that would come of that situation. Um, And Rachel is at the point to where she's desperate. She says, Jacob, give me children or else I'm going to die. That's how desperate she was in this situation, certainly because of what she was seeing across the room with Leah who was able to have four boys. Now, a couple of things I want to point out um, as we have kind of gone through this and kind of set the stage for this study. Number one, Rachel allowed envy into her own heart. Rachel allowed the envy into her own heart. You see, Rachel saw the circumstances, didn't she? Rachel saw the situation. She understood the blessings and that that were that was going towards Leah and the situation that she was in, and what did she do? She allowed it to take hold of her heart. She allowed it to kind of mold her and to shape her mind and her attitude, and she allowed that to drive her forward, and she allowed it to push her emotions out and her actions out to be what they were. She allowed that envy into her heart. And it pushed her in the wrong direction. How often do we do this? How often do we allow the circumstances of our lives shape and form our minds and our attitudes? You see, that's what our world does, isn't it? Our world does that all the time. Our world allows everything to be circumstantial. If something's going well, I'm going to be happy. If something's not going well, then I'm going to be upset and get angry. That's what our world does. But you see... We're not supposed to conform, are we? We're not supposed to be like the world, but rather we're supposed to what? Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, the whole theme, the whole, whole idea of this podcast, we're supposed to transform, be different. We're supposed to grow into something better and different from the world around us. And yet so often, if something in our lives or even in other lives happen, we allow it to, to affect us, don't we? We allow it to to change us. We allow it to to do things to us that normally, otherwise, we wouldn't allow to happen. And that's exactly what Rachel is doing. May I suggest to all of us that in this area of our lives, we put our blinders on. And I know that seems so polar opposite of what we're supposed to do, but think about it. Horses wear blinders during a race so they can't see what else is going on, don't they? 
they wear their blinders in the race so they can't see the horse next to them or they can't see uh, the rider to the other side of them or whatever it might be. They wear those blinders so that they can focus on the goal and not be distracted. What if we ran our Christian race and we quit focusing on everyone and their circumstances and their situations and worrying about what they have and what we don't have? And what if instead we look at the areas in our lives that we can improve on, we do those things to become the best that we can be for God, and then we reach out to those around us and say, what can I do to help you? What can I do to push you forward? We must quit being so self-absorbed and focused on all these other things that people might have that we don't. Rachel allowed the envy into her heart. It was her own actions. It was her own doing. Number two, Rachel blamed Jacob. Rachel blamed Jacob. Think about it. In her anger, what happened? Well, she lashed out at Jacob, didn't she? She was so mad. She was so envious. She was so irate, so angry. And so she lashed out at someone who had no control over the situation. It wasn't Jacob's fault, was it? But it clouded her mind. And she had a lapse of judgment because of that. Does that happen to us? I think it does sometimes. I think sometimes we look at our, our situations, the things going on in our lives, the circumstances around us, and we see what everyone else has. We see what everyone else is going through. We see what everyone else is not having to go through. And in our minds, it's always automatically better than us and the things that we have, isn't it? You know, so oftentimes we blame the person that's closest to us. So oftentimes we blame the person that's right there. Even though we might love them so very much, we lash out and put it all on them. Why? You see, when something happens, why is it, why is it our first reaction to blame someone else? Now, we know this was not Jacob's fault. Well, you know, it wasn't Leah's fault, and it, no, really it wasn't Rachel's fault either, which makes this a difficult situation. But out of this situation, Rachel made two bad decisions. She blamed Jacob, but then because of her envy, she also made the wrong decision going forward, didn't she? Listen to verse 3. So she said, this is Leah talk, or excuse me, Rachel talking. She said, Jacob, here's my maid, Bilhah. Go into her, and she will bear a child on my knees, that I also may have children by her. Then she gave him Bilhah, her maid, as wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob his son. Then Rachel said, God has judged my case. He has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. And Rachel's maid Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob his second son. Then Rachel said, With great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. Out of all of the directions that this situation could have gone, it probably went in one of the worst directions. Rachel, because of her envy, allowed herself to make, bad, uh, make a bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. It snowballed, it spiraled downhill, all because she allowed envy into her heart. If she had not allowed that envy to creep in and to take hold of her heart, to take, to take hold of her mind and her judgment, the writing 
of Genesis chapter 29 and going to verse 30 might have been very, very different. You know, as Christians who are transforming day by day, we must not allow envy into our hearts. We must quit worrying about everyone else. We must stay focused on ourselves and how we can better our own situations and circumstances rather than looking for everyone else, longing for everyone else, thinking about all the other things that other people might have instead of us. You see, envy, it's a mean old thing, isn't it? Envy, it changes who you are. Changes the way you think. Envy, a lot of times in in a lot of situations, it makes you do things that you probably never would do. So how do you beat it? How do you beat envy? Look at the letter E real quick. E, encourage. This is how you beat envy. You encourage. Build up those around you. You see, when you do this, you focus on their successes. You focus on their, uh, their accomplishments in life, how, how, how they can be better. You're not focused on the things, but you're focused on them and how you can help them. Encourage other people. The letter N, no. Say no. The word no really is kind of a, a, a taboo word in our society, isn't it? But say no. Say no to always thinking, to always wanting, to always obsessing over everyone else and their situations and their circumstances. Learn to say no. The letter V. Vigilant. Vigilant. It's kind of a funny word. But if you think about it, it's a fight, isn't it? It's a battle. For some, it's a war. Don't give up. Don't allow that mean old devil to win you over through the envy in your heart. Be vigilant in this fight. And then the letter Y. You. Y-O-U. You. It begins and it ends with you, doesn't it? You see, this is your fight. This is your battle. This is your war. No one's going to work on this for you. No one's going to make you make those decisions. No one's going to make you transform your mind. It must be you. Thanks again so much for listening to this episode. And as always, remember this. Don't conform, but transform. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.